You're listening to the Podcast Factory. Yes, greetings everyone. This is Kabaka Pyramid from Kingston, Jamaica. I, I'm actually in the uh, beginning of making a, a song that's called Stop Touching My Belly, I'm Lactose Intolerant. When I was, you know, when I was a baby, I was really into just uh, doing weird pictures and I wanted to be an artist when I was a kid. I just want to be able to continue on doing what we're doing and have Metal Church get out there to get to the level where the band deserves to be, where Kurt Vanderhoof deserves to be, and the music that he's written. That, that's what I would like. But all you had to do was be able to make some noise and express yourself, and it was complete freedom, and there were no rules and no expectations. There was simply self-expression. Reach to the stars, uh, do the best you can. Put all your energy behind whatever you partake in life. Do the best. Do it 100%. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of What's Your Story? Today we have Ed Asner in front of our mic. Ed is an American actor. He does films, TV series, uh, theater, also voiceovers. Most of you will know Ed from the Mary Tyler Moore show, Lou Grant. Um, the younger generation will actually know him from the voiceover he did for the movie Up. Uh, now, keep in mind, Ed is actually driving his car during this interview. Um, so from time to time, he got he got a little distracted. But um, it's a fun guy to have on our podcast. Um, it was a really fun interview. And I wish him, of course, the best of luck. I won't keep you guys waiting. Here's our interview with Ed Asner while touring for his one-man show. Well, we uh, were driving through the rain uh, and about to arrive in Bangor, Maine, which is our destination. Now, Ed, we can see you on TV, in movies, uh, in theater, also as voiceovers. Um, is there any favorite? I love, I love them. All. I love them all. I love them all. And I, and I, uh, I feel very gratified when I do them. I lo- it's work. It's work. It's uh, emotionally satisfying. And of course, it's financially satisfying. Now, you didn't start out as an actor. Um, there was a period in your life where you also worked for General Motors. And Ford. Yeah. Yeah. I was on the, I worked on the assembly lines. And how do you go from the assembly line to the acting? Well, I, I wasn't on the assembly line to make a career for myself. I was doing it to put food in my mouth. But uh, once I could uh, support myself with acting, I forgot all about the assembly line. Now, at some point, you were also in the Army? Yeah, two years in the Army. Yeah, I came to uh, Saumur, France where I was stationed and uh, even got to go to Belgium to uh, see my aunt and uncle. And did you like Belgium? Oh, very very much. I was very pleased. Uh, They lived in Charleroi. And so you had our Belgian chocolate and Belgian waffles, of course. Well, and, and the girls, don't forget the girls. Now, after the army, you got back to the States and completely focused on the acting. 
do you still remember the very first booking you got? Oh boy. Oh boy. I no, I don't. I don't remember what it was. Uh, uh first of all, when I uh when I returned from the army, I came back uh, having worked as an amateur on stage. I came back and joined a friend of mine, Paul Sills, who was starting a theater in Chicago. And I didn't have to audition for him. I came back, was back from the army for a week and went back to Chicago and uh, a day later, started rehearsals on my first role in this new group I had joined, and that was to star in Wojciech, Anton Buchner's play, Wojciech. And uh, I loved doing it, and I think I was successful. Now, um, besides the acting, you also um, tour around in, a one, in one-man shows. Um, for example, that's man what I'm doing now. That's yeah. what I'm doing now. So, for example, man and his prostate. Yes. yes. <laughs> you must. You must. Where are you? In in Belgium. Oh, you're in Belgium. Oh well, I'm. I don't know if we're going to perform in Belgium, but if you do get to the states, you've got to see a man and his prostate. It's a wonderfully funny show. I had already toured in a one-man show as uh, Franklin uh, Roosevelt, but uh, <clears throat> the play was written by Ed Weinberger, who uh, was a writer-producer on the Mary Tyler Moore show. And uh, uh, it's about an experience he had on a cruise to Italy with his wife when he was struck by an attack of prostatitis. So uh, it's all about his, the miseries that he went through in uh, surviving his prostate attack. But it's still meant to be funny, right? Or Very, very funny. Well, but it, and, and also it, it uh, demonstrates to people that how important being checked for prostate trouble is. And uh, it uh, also signifies to people that uh, a man dies of prostate cancer in our country every 16 minutes. Yeah. 35,000 lives a year. Be prepared. Uh, it is a slow-moving cancer thank God, but if caught uh, and remedied, uh, you can survive. I've met a lot of survivors. Now, um, what's your most memorable moment so far? Um, if you look at your career so far in acting, in, in voiceovers, in, in theater, is there one, one moment that pops out that you're never going to forget? Well, I'll never forget the Emmys I won. That was tremendously gratifying, and uh, they were uh, significant uh, uh, fact of 
my peers' approval of me. And how did you end up being an activist? Uh, I just wanted to do good, and uh, those were the ways I did it, either fighting for the rights of Salvadoran peasants or uh, wanting to do good for actors. Now, you've been in the business quite some time now. What would you say that has changed over the years? Well, I think there's a lot of chaos in the business now. Who would have ever thought that there would be so many venues to display your talent? But at the same time, uh, there are like 160,000 actors that belong to the union. And finding work for all those people is not easy, uh, even with all of the venues that exist. And... Uh, Proliferation of venues, to me, simply seems to indicate that uh, uh, you can work at cross purposes in in uh, cheapening the rewards of acting. And there is a degradation of talent too. When I first started, the the, the major studios and the networks controlled uh, acting. And uh, uh, but they respected it, and they rewarded it. Uh, now that the control of acting is spread so far around in so many venues and so many places, it's it's harder to keep track of, and it's harder to reward the actor as he was formerly rewarded when there were fewer bosses now worldwide you can see of course the effect of new players uh, into the movie business um, i think for example netflix amazon youtube uh, what, what would you say is is the biggest impact that they have more different types of actors and uh it's it's um i think it's more difficult to build stardom now than it was when i Start out with the Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh, they, um, it's it's there's a lot of here today, gone tomorrow, in show business right now. And to all the people that um, have the dream to become an actor, uh, would you still recommend it? Well, I love I love uh, I love the work. I love the work, and you you take your chances in the fact that. Uh, uh, of course, you know, there, there are minimum uh, standards now of pay uh, for most actors. Uh, so in, in that sense, it's, it's better. But uh, at the same time, if, if you love what you're doing, you, you, you don't always take into consideration the uh, lack of reward. Now, in that way, of course, it becomes more difficult to be persistent, to keep on going, to never give up. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's hard to do that. It's, uh, here I am, uh, uh, having acquired many credits in film and television, but uh, uh, because of the necessity of paying my expenses. Uh, I had to resort to traveling around the country 
doing a one-man show to uh, maintain my uh, my budget. So it would be nice if I could sit on my fat ass and uh, clip coupons, but uh, such is not the case. Uh, we have to pay our bills, and so we tour with a one-man show. Is there anything you regret in life? No. Certainly not becoming an actor. I loved it. I, I married uh, a wonderful woman. We're not together any longer, but uh, she's still a wonderful woman. I have three wonderful kids from that marriage. And uh, I have good friends. Yeah, that, that's all that matters in life, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have seven grandchildren, and uh, I hope that uh, they find a world that uh, I had a place for them as I found my world had a place for me. And are they all big fans of Grandpa? No, they. Well, they all certainly liked Up and Elf. They, 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 they love that. And, it, you know, how could they not? I'm so brilliant. I loved doing it. I loved, I loved what it achieved. Well, no, no, no. It was strictly voiceover as directed by the director. And what did you think of the movie when you saw the end result? I loved it. I thought it was a wonderful story. And I take my head off, my hat off, my head. I take my hat off to the writer-director, uh, Pete Docter. Now, besides the Emmys, of course, you won also the Lifetime Achievement Award uh, for your excellent career. Is there anything else you would like to achieve? Uh, anything else I want to achieve? Uh, I, uh, I want to um, uh, live forever. And, and do you mean live forever physically or, or through your work, through your career? Well, you, you've given me a wonderful out. I will accept my work living forever, even though I'm not. Who knows what technology brings in the near future? You know, that time is going fast. The world is changing fast. And, and Oh, God, yes. Yes, I'm still trying to catch up with it. But I think you're doing a great job catching up, you know, uh, the one-man show, voiceovers. Uh. Thank you. I, uh, I appreciate the honor. Well, the, the honor is all mine, of course. Um, now, I, I was also wondering, um, seeing the, yeah, you're also, like I said, um, you're an activist, you defend uh, the rights of people. Um, but um, you're also sometimes like the political activist. Um, yeah. So you are you really in, engaged in politics? Um, I have been in the past. I'm, I'm not doing anything right now. But, uh, it's uh, the chaos that I talked about existing in show business mm -hmm. earlier certainly exists uh, as a chaotic world in the field of politics. Yeah, it's it's like. Um that there are no fixed standards anymore. Everything's no. changing and sometimes no. not even changing for the better. 
We have a barbarian at our gates in the, in terms of uh, our president. Yeah, we see him on the news every day here in Europe, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he uh, he manages to do that. Yeah, but that that's perhaps the only thing he manages to do. But uh, yeah, but that's of course well, a personal yeah. opinion. So. Yeah, my personal, my I I don't like him. I don't approve of him, and uh, I will do whatever I can to see that he's replaced. Is there anything else that you're working on for the future besides uh, the one-man show? Is is there anything well, else? I'm, uh, uh, I'm doing a uh, multi-episode uh, performance uh, in a uh, CBS Netflix long-form called Dead to Me. Okay. Um, and that's coming out soon or... Yeah, I guess it'll be out in, later in the fall. I don't know. I, I'm going to work on it in uh, in about a month. Okay, so we'll definitely look forward to that then. Um, Good. And perhaps one last question before I, I let you enjoy your day. Um, if the whole world was I've listening... enjoyed it with you. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. Um, yeah. Now, if if the whole world was listening right now, What would you say? What would I say? I'd say, hi, world. <laughs> that that uh, actually reminds me of up a bit, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, what I would say to the world is that uh, there's a lot of chaos out there. And I hope that people will stay uh, calm and rationally fight the oppressor, whoever it may be, uh, with calmness uh, and surety. We have a lot of villains who are trying to control our lives. Uh, in our country, it's Trump. And in Poland and Hungary, they have their own versions. Yeah, correct. Uh, vive, uh, vive la Belgique. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. <laughs> oh, c'est rien. Of course, thanks for making the time for the interview. I wish you the best of luck. Of course, on, on the, the one-man show and, and everything else. Um, it was really I hope an you honor. get to see it. Yeah, I hope so too. Because yeah, here in Europe, we, we don't see uh, a lot of the good stuff. Uh, we yeah. only get it uh, months later if we, all, if we get it, because not everything is, is broadcasted in Europe. So, Well, if, I, if, I, if I'm lucky, uh, somebody will come along and, uh, and photograph it one of these nights. <laughs> I hope so too then <laughs> All right. now um, of course like the best of luck um, and it was really an honor to talk with you of course well, you're a fine fellow and I thank you for your time you're welcome and I hope you can sit down and relax and, and yeah can enjoy life uh, without having to work and, and 
just enjoy everything you want to do. That would be good. That would be good. We'll send I, our, our... I need I need to act to make sure I enjoy. <laughs> But I hope you still enjoy uh life of course when when nature's there, sun is out and and you're not acting but you're just enjoying your your children and grandchildren. I'll take it. I'll run <laughs> with it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you and until next time then. Bon chance. Merci beaucoup. Au revoir. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.